You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast, 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 my pretty. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh,. You know, I've told you I like to write to businesses now. Yeah, I've heard for the last, I don't know, nine years. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's so easy now if you want to write to a business I or don't. a restaurant. It's just, it's easy. You can you do it, of course. Go to their website. There's a contact page. Send them a quick email. And you get responses, too. I do get responses from a lot of companies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what product and ingredients are you writing about today? Uh, so over the weekend, Gina and I went to a restaurant down the, the Jersey Shore, one we had not been to. We drove past it so many times. I, we never stopped in. I said, let's go. It's an Italian place. Okay. And there were some listeners in there that were uh, sent me a Miller Lite. It was great. I had a great time. So I'm looking at the menu, and on the me- this was not a fancy restaurant. Uh, but so far, you like the experience. Yeah. Everything's good. Okay. It's a normal Italian restaurant. Fair enough. It's not a, my point is it's not a specialty seafood mm-hmm. place. And I see on the menu uh, wild Alaskan salmon. Now I know that restaurants don't serve wild salmon. They don't. Mm-hmm. It's not a particularly tasty dish, and it's very thin. Like, it's different than regular... Salmon. Mm-hmm. Like normally, you go to a restaurant and you get salmon. It's uh that's a like um, Atlantic farm raised salmon. Mm-hmm. They, they got farms where they're just stuffing food in these salmon's faces. They get them nice and fat. They make it a tasty fish. So I see it on the menu, and I know that that's a better nutritional choice is wild Alaska. Mm-hmm. And Gina sees it. She goes, "Ooh, they got wild salmon." I go, "This is." I said, "I'm going to order this, but I know I'm not getting wild salmon." Okay, and I'm good with that going in. And, of course, it came to me. It was regular salmon. It was a regular salmon. And it was delicious. Okay. But. It's not what you thought you were getting. Well, you knew what you were getting, but not what they're portraying that you're getting. Correct. So, a couple days later, (laughs) on a board Monday, Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm going to write to that restaurant. (laughs) And I'm going to be very nice. I'm going to say, I knew what I was getting, so I was not disappointed. It was very good. I said, but just there are certain people that are very particular with their diets, and will will order that thinking it's wild salmon. I said, just a heads up, it isn't. It wasn't wild salmon. So the guy wrote back, very nice. And the guy goes, "Sir, I can show you my invoice. We're it is wild salmon. I'm paying a, a a pretty good price for it." He goes, "I eat the salmon multiple times a week. I can assure you, this is wild salmon." So I write him back. Oh, it didn't end there. No. <laughs> so I wrote him back, and I said. All due respect, sir, perhaps your supplier is telling you they're giving you 
wild salmon when in fact they're giving you farm-raised salmon. He goes, I'm going to look into this. So he gets back to me. We had a nice, interesting discussion. So they are using farm-raised salmon, but the least farm-raised possible. And here's what their supplier claims, because he sent me the website to their supplier. Okay, wow. <laughs> this, well, he wanted to make sure that you knew he's not jerking you around. And, and I think he was happy to get an education on salmon that we didn't even know sure. was available. So there's, there's regular farms where they farm salmon. This place that they're getting it from is up in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. Canada. And they have uh, cages in the ocean up there, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and their salmon is in there f- running around freely but in cages. But that still is, in fact, farm-raised salmon. They're not out in the wild getting right. their food. right. So, but I'm sure there's some level that allows them to categorize it as such. Yeah, I don't. Maybe in Canada. In Canada, that's maybe. what I mean. That but, allows them to sell it that way. Yeah. So I'm curious if they're going to switch that up on their. Yeah, they call it the Duke salmon. <laughs> so I've got my eye on everything down there, Jerry. I'm constantly writing to businesses. I'm constantly writing to restaurants. You ever wonder, like, just that story alone yeah. and what that guy goes through to get the the salmon. Right. You ever wonder what it's like if you open your own restaurant, like, how clueless you would be? Like, where do you even start right. to I'd be get like, everything? Right. I would think one food supplier gets me everything. I would think so, too. And clearly not because he's getting that from a salmon farm. Right, from a seafood place. And it's an Italian restaurant, which means he's got to be getting his cheeses from somewhere else. And the meats are coming from somewhere yep. else. So maybe specialty meats from... What a complicated situation that yes. is. And your hours are nuts. Yeah. That's Man. why I tried to be nice about it. And I think we had a lovely exchange. And I thought it was nice that I was uh, able to uh, bring up something to a business owner without being douchey. Right. He responded without being douchey. I responded back. And uh, we both got an education in uh, salmon. And you got it done. Yeah. You going to open up a salmon restaurant now? No. Uh, fact- Sockeye Salmon. <laughs> In fact, let me let me even read you, Jerry, one of my emails to him because uh, of the way I worded it. First of all, by the way, I also didn't email him under Al Dukes. I created a fake name. Did you really? <laughs> That's funny. So you made up a new email address. Well, I have a really old email address with a fake name on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is funny. All of my email addresses have my name in some way, shape, or form. Mine does not. That's Mine's great. like a completely fake name. So if I all right, so if I went to that and said lost password, does it go to blank ooks at WFAN.com to retrieve it? No. Oh, it goes okay. to another fake. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. You really thought about this. And these are years in the making. Because I never anytime you have to give an email, I don't want my sure. real email because yeah. then I get flooded. That is funny. All right, so let's see. It was salmon stuff. So, I thought I had you there. Oh, no, I got another fake one for that. <laughs> damn it. Oh, man. Can't find it? I don't Delete know. Delete it. What'd you do? Eat Let's it. see. Oh, this is what I said. I said, I think your supplier is charging you for wild and sending you farm-raised. This part was kind of douchey. Take it to By a, you? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't mean to be douchey, but I could see where it comes across as douchey. Take it to a fish market. Very, <laughs> very easy to tell the difference between the two. That's not that bad. That's I not mean, bad, right? I, I say it's not that bad because I know where it's coming from from you. If I was him reading that, I might have I might have wrote back, go F yourself. Right. Actually. At <laughs> well, this that's point a nice now. business owner. And yeah, I told no. him, I said, uh, next time I come in, I'm going to ask for you. 
We're gonna, that's nice. We're going to talk salmon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. But I also like that the guy's very into his restaurant and, and thought he was doing the right thing with the salmon. Yes. Went out of his way to get wild salmon. Yeah, for sure. Wild salmon. The wild salmon, it is not tasty. That's the problem. I, I've never had salmon that I've enjoyed yet. And I've tried in different spots. And I don't even, like, so now if I go to a really nice restaurant, I know that's the place to probably get it. But I've never had salmon I've enjoyed. I don't want to waste the meal. Yeah. That's the problem. I do love salmon in a restaurant when they, like, char grill it or something. But it's the fatty uh, salmon. It's still good for you, though. Or no? I guess. I mean, better than what? I don't know. Better than a piece of steak? No. Not better than a piece of steak. No. I would tell you that the number one thing you could probably get is a piece of steak. Is that true? As far as that's the healthiest thing to eat? That's the healthiest thing to eat. People yell at me, but. No, I know calorie wise, it's very low. It's got I know that too. protein. It's, uh, yeah. No, I would think I, the problem with salmon is these fish all have like m- mercury in them. Yeah. Then the, the salmon there, the, the farm raised salmon are gray. So, and they shoot them up with orange color to make it look like salmon. And yet you still eat it, a lot of it. Well, I didn't really know all this until recently. Got it. So now that's out. You're going to be down to eating. Soon you're going to be eating uh, twigs off of a tree. This is the problem, Jerry. The further you get into... Oh, it's terrible. Of course. The further you get into reading and learning about foods, the less you give yourself an option to eat. I'm down to like eating uh, apple chips. That's what I'm saying. You're eating four cashews and apple chips out of a vending machine. That's where you're at. And this is what I've learned over... And I've been doing this for about a year now. I learned... Here's what I learned. Steak, eggs, and fruit. That's it. Those are your three items. Yeah. I hate that vegetables don't come up on that. They don't come now, up. Now, all of a sudden, vegetables have feelings. They have defense chemicals. I know. Jerry. I mean, come on now. So if you could eat a steak with a side of fruit. Yeah, this really sounds delicious. <laughs> and hey, can eggs. I have my steak and pears, please, for dinner? Meanwhile... Doctors will tell you, don't eat red meat, don't eat eggs. I don't know that they Stupid. do that anymore. I feel like that was a 1980s, 90s thing. I feel like that's kind of over. It's back? Well, I mean, if you look at the paleo diet, if you look at the, this Whole30 diet that G's doing, they're all very heavily reliant on eating Meats. steak. And yeah, I mean, pretty much. That dairy, they tell you, eat full fat dairy. Right. Real milk, real butter. Right. You know, I talked to What's ghee? That ghee is a, no ghee is a, a butter that had something else removed, so it's just the fat. Okay, because ghee is another thing. A lot of these diets, it says no butter, eat ghee. Yeah, but like I talked to my mother, I try to give my mother eating advice, and I was like, "Well, he makes." Oh, by the way, your number when it comes up, blocked, blocked. Right? She's already, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've already decided. My I'm mother's kidding. been getting way too much. There's too much medical advice now for every little thing. I I I got to stay out of the way, but only because I'm just mm-hmm. feeding her more information. But like I was like, oh, you make something in a frying pan. What do you put? Margarine. Ah, like we, but we were told at one point, yeah, butter sucks. Margarine was better. Bar- and then I'm, I have no credentials, so why should I tell my mother what to be eating? What sure. are my credentials, Jerry? Other than I'm a become an well, expert you're studying on, it on the internet. I so mean, you, you are trying to learn from experts. Yeah, but none of these experts, a lot of these experts, are not doctors or nutritionists. So then they're just random people. With they're people theories? who've done their own research on things. Why don't you become a nutritionist then? It'd actually be a nice way to go into retirement with a job and a little practice. 
Yeah, but here's the thing. Nothing stops me from just going into practice now. I can't call myself a nutritionist. I, I meant for you to call yourself a certified nutritionist. But if you, the other thing, too, is if you look at certified nutritionists, like I found this when uh, I recently, maybe two or three weekends ago, I was going through my medical paperwork mm-hmm. to put everything on the computer so I knew, like, when's the last time I had this test, mm-hmm. when I want to organize things. And I found my packet from the nutritionist when I had, a number of years ago, I had high blood sugar. Mm-hmm. You gotta see what was on this list. I wouldn't need half of it. I didn't know. Don't need half of it now. Is that true? Yeah, it's all crap. You mean that example? They're Tostitos. Oh, have the um, have the multigrain. This is zero difference between the multigrain Tostitos and the regular Tostitos. There's zero. It's all terrible. As a matter of fact, there's something in it that makes you addicted to them. Correct. Think well, about and think about that. You used to eat half a bag a day. E- easily. And easily now, half a bag a day. And now nothing. Well, there are there are some like uh, Siete makes a lovely no, 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 no. I mean, chip. No, nothing, no Tostitos. Right, like that's out. The, the that's Tostitos I mean. brand is yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, those are out. That's what I mean. So I don't know. Uh, came across this, which I thought I would interest you, Jerry. It's a rock and roll situation. I like rock and roll situations. So I remember I was telling you about this guy I follow on Twitter. His name is uh, Eric Alper. A L P E R. Yes, I vaguely remember. He this. tweets a lot about music. He's like a music. Yes. Um, I wouldn't call him a music critic. He's like a music journalist. Okay. And he has a show on Sirius XM. He just okay. seems to have a large following of people, but he does a lot of music related stuff. Mm-hmm. So, if I were to say to you, Jerry, which popular bands switched lead singers and had success? I think we'd come up with Van Halen. Van Halen. They definitely had success. Um. Would I say Journey to some degree, but not really. Right, they didn't put out any. They didn't no. have any hit records. No, with, but they uh, tour really successfully. The uh, other one that comes up a lot, uh, people would think, is the ACDC. Their I their would, singer died. Yep, I was going to go there. They had another dude. He had a bunch of hits. That might be about all I would go to. Exactly, that's all I would think of. So he wrote out a list of bands that changed lead singers: ACDC, Genesis. I forgot. Well, Peter I did, Gabriel was Genesis. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I Phil Collins Phil took Collins. over. Yeah. I forgot about that Peter one. Peter Gabriel was the lead singer of Genesis? Yes. Wow. So, like, what would be a hit song he had? His was, like, earlier than even the 80s. He was in the 70s. I think uh, there was they had a hit with a song called The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. You know that one at all? Not by name. Yeah, no. you might if you heard That's it. That's interesting. Okay. Yep. Pink Floyd. I See, I, don't, I really that. don't know anything about Me Pink neither. Floyd. I know nothing about Pink Floyd. I don't. I was not really a fan. Of Van Halen on the list. Foreigner. But again, they didn't have any hits with the new that lead singer. That doesn't count then. Doesn't count. Sticks. Same thing. Didn't know that. CCR. Creedence Clearwater Revival. After John Fogarty? Who took over? I don't know if that's before. I don't know if John Fogarty took over for somebody or if somebody took over after John Fogarty. I only know him as the lead singer. Right. Judas Priest. That's a stupid one. Motley Crue is a stupid one. So these guys, Motley Crue. So to me, it's still the same two. Right. Uh, Because then add Journey to the list. Very successful on tour. Right. Jefferson Starship. I don't know what that is. I've heard of them. I don't know. Here's one that that does count. Fleetwood Mac. Early on, they had different. That's a good one. Uh, Black Sabbath is a huge one. Ozzy and who? Uh, Gerard. People are going to be mad at me. Damn it. Uh, Butler, something Butler, I think. Okay. Geezer Butler or something All like right. that. Uh, so that's the list. He had other things on there that, that don't make it. But, but interesting, there's a couple though. I forgot about, like Genesis is a big one. 
Yeah, I never knew. Yeah. I didn't know. I never knew Peter Gabriel was part of Genesis. But you can't go Motley Crue just because they probably... Uh, you tell me Vince Neil. Who else was the lead singer of Motley Crue? And when? Good question, Jerry. Because the only time I've seen Motley Crue in concert, even in their older years, it's it's him. Right. Well, there's nobody. Yeah, that's a weird one. Interesting. I have to yell at him, Jerry, on Twitter. Well, I, I mean, that's—I mean, he's got a few good ones on the list, he did though, have, for sure. right? And there, yeah, I am with you. If you switch lead singers, or you you guys change out lead singer just to tour, that mm-hmm. don't count. I agree. I couldn't imagine like the Journey guy sounds like Journey. Mm-hmm. The guy in Foreigner now, he don't sound like Lou Graham. I—I I don't think I've heard. I've died of. Foreigner? When am I listening to the Foreigner? And I also wonder, because Foreigner will play PNC Art Center, like big enough to play mm-hmm. there. Most people don't know it's the right. other guy. People think they're going to see Of course, they Lou think Graham. they're going to see Foreigner. Beach Boy's not on that list? No. They've had a bunch of different guys, right? Yeah. Mike Love about still Lee's isn't singer. the singer, is he? He is. Mike Love is still singing for the Beach Boys. Do you know my friend, I just saw this, This it was either this week or the very end of last week, he had Mike Love in studio on his show in Tampa. No kidding. The guy looked pretty good. Wow. Brian Wilson's the guy in rough shape. Yeah, well. From uh, Beach Boys. He's been in rough shape for a long time. Yeah, a long time. But this Mike Love looked terrific. A goatee. Damn. White goatee. How about that? Yeah. I I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe when next time Foreigner plays PNC. You're just going to stand outside with a poster board. Hope you all know this is not the real lead singer of Foreigner. You know, this is a Lou Graham, right? <laughs> I bet you have to be walking in with know who Lou Graham is. Right. Correct. So that's part of it, too. It's a night out. It's Foreigner. Hey, let's go. Yeah. That'd be me. I wouldn't know. And the interesting thing about like band like Journey, like we know Steve Perry, of course, had yeah. all the hits, and then they the fellow who I can't think yeah. of his name has been very successful touring. But the Journey guitarist is the guy who really was Journey to begin with. He started the band. Yeah. Neil Schoen, I think mm-hmm. his name is. Yeah. And he's still there. He's still there. That documentary on Netflix was pretty good. I keep forgetting to watch it. You've never seen it? No. Very well done. Oh, this is the one where they find the lead singer? The new one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did see that one. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, was there another one? No, I was thinking of another band. Oh, okay. It was, all, it was well done. And the thing that always struck me about it was his girlfriend or fiance or whoever it was being back in the Philippines and them talking like, you know, and you can see she's concerned about the girls and he just goes to his trailer. Yeah, that's going to last. <laughs> I'm not, not to be a bad guy. Yeah. I don't know how... I don't know. So you're suggesting that the current lead singer of Journey, you probably, you would guess, if you had to guess, or is he still in a relationship with the woman in the documentary, you would guess no. I would I would need to know if, if she moved here or not. Yeah. Because if she still is back in overseas mm-hmm. and your relationship is over a Zoom call, yeah. it's not a relationship. It's I, not good. And I know people have long-range, long-distance relationships. How could, you, how could that be a relationship? Like, honestly. It can't be. All right, hon, going on tour. See you in seven months in 17 other countries with uh, women throwing themselves at me every night. Thousands of female fans looking I, to get some journey I'm not action. saying I wouldn't be able to or wouldn't. I don't know. Do you think there's still, still groupies for older bands? I do. I do. But are they older Old. themselves? Uh-huh. I think so. So, like, Sammy Hagar always tells this story that when he joined Van Halen and they went on that first tour, the 5150 tour, mm-hmm. that he would be smashing out girls under the stage during Eddie Van Halen's solos, where he was like, yeah. you think if he wanted that lifestyle. 
I think it's there for you for the taking. Even with the uh, younger women? I don't know how young, but I would say in their 30s. Yeah, in yeah. their 30s, yeah. yeah. Like a 35-year-old woman. Yeah, I do. 100%. Have you ever seen? Not just the girls. Have you seen the way people act when they drink at a show? That's true, right. And they're excited to be there. Are you kidding me? Do you imagine if there was a 30-year-old eyeing him up and down? She's had a few drinks. And he sends someone out, hey, we'd like to see you. You tell me she can say no? Right. Some would. Some would. Some won't. But you can't tell me they all wouldn't. How much VD did these guys get? (sighs) They had a constant VD. Right. I'd like to know which rocker woke up one morning with his penis green. Right. (laughs) It's telling you, hey, dude, can you give me a break? <laughs> or did they have condoms? My, I, no I would, way. Right, that's what I think. These I rock and roll guys were. weren't wearing condoms, so they had to get Mm-mm. they had to get VD. You would think so at some point. You would think so. Or get p- women pregnant. They got to be worried. These rockers, Jerry, mm-hmm. they've got to be worried about twenty three and me. Yeah. You're right. They can't upload their DNA on that. You have kids all over the place. Yep. I thought the 60 Minutes piece with the Chili Peppers was really interesting because they hit on that part of their life. And how, you know, like the whole piece was about, you know, they've been doing this for 40 years basically and they're still relevant and they still pack out arenas, still pack out some stadiums. And, you know, when you hear their story about the drug use, the girls, the drinking back in the 90s when they really hit it big, Compared to now, it's about yoga and mindfulness training <laughs> and then go rock out yeah. and still be entertaining and energetic. It's weird that that's the same band. Oh, some of the pieces have come and gone, but you got Chad Smith has been there the whole time with Flea and Anthony Kiedis, or at least for most, I think he joined in 88 or something, but 88. And then for shanti has been in and out, but like those are the same guys that were nuts. Yeah. And they're still really good on stage, but they're completely different now off stage. And you you know they they probably didn't become different off stage at the same time. There was probably like one guy kind of dropped down, was like, I'm gonna go back to the hotel and relax. And the other guy started a party. Then a couple years later, another guy drops yeah. drops down. At first, you're the dweeb, yeah, that doesn't want to still party. And then all of a sudden, the three or four years are like, hey, you know what, it's enough. Well, they say the singer can't party as much because they got to have their voice. Ready sure, and go. he did. Anthony Kiedis was nuts. He was party guy? Nuts. Yes. 100%. Yeah, I wonder now, like, this Bruce Springsteen tour, which I'm following along, he's not playing every night. He's playing, and then they play, like, four days later. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's he? what are they doing in between? Massages? I don't know. Therapy? Yeah. Laying out by a beautiful, endless pool? Maybe I, that's it. I don't know. I, and they're in, it's not like they're just in Bermuda. I mean, they're in some pretty terrible cities. Well, yeah, it actually saw on social media in uh, they were in Portland they went to Seattle and then Portland okay and in Portland I know they, I know they do this in Seattle too but I guess they do it in Portland at those fish markets where they throw you the yeah. fish yeah well there's Bruce Springsteen in a leather coat catching fish is that true yeah he wanted to go get the catch the fish experience so that's pretty cool so I guess that's what you do on your days I guess. Off. catch fish I always think like so we were at Borgata to see Sebastian Maniscalco of two months ago or whatever three months I forget when it was in October November I remember sitting there, like, you know, having a drink before the show. Wait, like, he's in New Jersey. I know he's from New York, but, like, he's at the Borgata in Atlantic City. What is he doing? Just hanging up in his suite waiting for, all right, showtime, let's go. Like, doing what exactly? Yeah, I don't know. Right. Just, what was and he then doing what does he do tomorrow when he's got more shows the next night? Just hanging out in his room? Right. He can't walk around. No. 
I mean, he's become too big of a star. So what? Room service? Like, I would think it gets boring, right? Like, even if you're in a lonely. beautiful suite, it gets boring. Lonely. lonely. Yeah. Very lonely. Because you just can't walk amongst the people. There's no way. He would get mobbed so fast. Imagine him walking by, uh, going to one of these restaurants or the, the buffet bar. <laughs> right, there he goes. Oh, shot. Right. Yeah, CeeLo brought up in the warm-up show, which you'll hear after this, he brought up the, have you seen, the, Sebastian is in a movie. Um, no, I haven't seen it, but my friends were telling me about With it. With Robert the other day. De Niro. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw the clip. It looked good. Yeah, no, he's, I could see it. I know my wife's very much into, I think she liked him until we went and saw him live. Like she's, now it's like anything he does. She loves. Yes. So she liked him. Now she loves him. Yeah. Because I, I think, so this special that he did in November was all brand new material, which I found hilarious. His last one I thought was not great. And I think that was the first one she saw. And I think her thought was, oh, he's good, but I don't understand the hype. And I was kind of with her. That was not a, I felt like that was a rushed one that he had to get something out. I didn't think it was great. This one was fantastic. And since this last one that she saw, she's all in. Yeah. Like he's going back there again in November. She's like, we got your tickets. I'm like, fine. Yes, okay. Yeah, it's funny it. what seeing somebody live does. Yeah. So even like the same music that you might have been listening to for 30 years, mm-hmm. when you see it live, it gets you right back into it. Sure like, does. that's all I'm playing is this. Yeah. For weeks. True. Like when I went and saw Bush and Live, I haven't listened to Live in forever. Now I'm like, you know what? With my car, I'm like, I gotta get these songs yep. back on. You know, it's 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 a different experience for sure. One of the rock stations, I don't know if it was 104.3 or 102.7, but they used to, uh, when there was a concert in the, the Meadowlands or in Long Island, they would do something called Concert Echo, which was as soon as the show ended and they knew you were in your car, they would play the sh- the set list. No but They kidding. would use the, stu- the studio recordings, yeah. of course, but they would play the songs in order. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. Concert Echo. But that's... So that's interesting from the, and we'll get to go here in a second, but that's interesting to the question that you always ask about, about listening to sports radio or whatever. You just sat there and listened to the music. You probably listened to the music going in to get yourself yeah, ready for the, the concert. Pumped. And something like that, I guarantee you people are into. It's kind of like you listen to the pregame shows going into the game. You go to the game. Why would anybody then turn a postgame show on? It's the same thing. It's what you like. Right. And it's what intrigues you, and it's what captivates you. Right. You're immersing yourself in everything about it. Yeah. And I know sports and music are different, but they're kind of one and the same as well as it being entertainment and what people like. So that is it. I didn't know they did that. That's pretty cool. Concert Echo. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. Warm-up show Echo. Sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long. And most days it doesn't suck. You suck. How about that? Oh, good morning. Oh, hi there. My name is Al Dukes. Uh, Jerry normally introduces us, but Jerry is filling in for Mr. Boomer's size in this morning. Boomer will be off today, which is Wednesday. He'll be off tomorrow, which is Thursday. He'll be off Friday, which is uh, Friday. Uh, <laughs> Boomer does not work Saturdays. He does not work Sundays. He He's will, lazy. Exactly. He <laughs> will be back Monday. CeeLo joins me. Good morning, CeeLo. Oh, good morning, Al. And this is nothing against Jerry. Yeah. I was a little disappointed because when I... Uh, when I was reached out to me about working these shifts, I was told I'd be filling in for Jerry. So I assumed oh. Boomer would oh. be here now part of, um, which I'm sure we'll get to here in a second. I'm sort of uh, dressed a little extravagantly today. You are dressed extravagantly. Off of uh, the whole situation that went down on Friday with the picture that you posted with the sweatsuit and all that. Oh, okay. And all that uh, that stemmed from that. So I had Boomer in mind in addition to you as well and everybody when I... When you dress this morning, this little get up. Oh, I thought you had to go somewhere after the program, no, or you no. came from. So you were just no, like, I'm wearing this that. today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have to I, photograph you. Got to go the go go the other direction. Okay. Because right? uh, I'm the one who took the photo of you yes. in your sweatsuit, unbeknownst to you. Correct. Uh, the I was worst, like, this the is... least flattering angle of all time. I was like, this is some, <laughs> this is some shot I could get right here if there, I take this there photo. There were still people on Sunday that were replying to that tweet you yeah know, basically telling me to get lost and that i should never leave the house again and i didn't mind it i thought it was a look and... you had a full-on sweatsuit right. and then you had uh, a kind of cool sneakers that went with yes it. but the big to the two main complaints was one the 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 element of the matching sweatsuit and the color scheme but then also combining the nike yeah. with the adidas kicks now the reason i did that was because of the color matching right that sort of light tan, you don't come across all that often. I happen to have these newer Adidas high-top black and tan sneakers. I'm like, oh, it goes nicely it does go with nicely. the color of this sweatsuit. But in hindsight, I can understand the criticism. When I was in uh, high school, they used to call me Nike Man because all I would wear was Nike products. I, I was Under Armour. You were. I still, my buddies from high school still mock me about, it. oh, yeah, we're going to go out. Are you going to wear your Under Armour sweatsuit? Yeah. Under Armour sweatshirt? Oh, oh funny. I'm yeah. very brand loyal. As you probably were as well. Um, I guess. I mean, it's not that I never. Di- it's not that I didn't like. I would wear a lot of Under Armour clothing, but as far as shoes go, normally would steer towards Nike. Not a big Under Armour footwear guy. Now I happen to have those Adidas kicks on Friday. That might be the only pair of Adidas shoes I've owned since like grade school. You know, so that's just the way it goes. And it's not fair. Like we, when I, as soon as I and I do it too. As soon as I hear Nike, I'm like, they've got children making their shoes. They of all course. got children right. making their shoes. Why we pick on Nike? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But I'm right there with you. Yeah. I kind of I'm like Nike. <laughs> Come on, Nike. 
Meanwhile, as if like Reebok has uh, some uh, adults in the U.S. making right. their sneakers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. The first thing that jumps out at me here this morning, Steve, was I peruse my show sheet. Your items. My items. Yes. Uh, this one comes out uh, first, and then I had some questions about it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has uh, come out of the darkness, and he is going to speak for the first time on a podcast. Yes. It is not the Pat McAfee podcast. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. It is something called the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Yes. So I was like, all righty, let me Google Aubrey uh, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Well, which I just did. Aubrey Marcus. Your is memory's the, not serving you so well these days, Al. Yeah, he's the founder of On It, a globally disruptive brand based on a holistic health philosophy mm-hmm. he calls Total Human. And through your research today, Al, did you come across and then remember that this was the same podcast that Rogers went on last year where he infamously detailed his ayahuasca experience. No. Ah. Oh, so he's got a, a situation with this If guy. I may quickly refresh yeah. your memory, if Eddie would have uh, my pot up here, a little... Uh, Pop me up. That was a two and a half hour podcast they did, oh, okay. by the way. Here's a little uh, portion of it that might refresh your memory. I want to feel what pure love feels like. Me too. That was my intention. And I did. Mm. I really did. I had a magical experience with the sensation of feeling a hundred different hands on my body oh, imparting yeah. a blessing of love and forgiveness for myself and gratitude for this life from what seemed to be my ancestors. So his wow. ancestors were touching him and showing him love and absolutely well. I'm suddenly interested in this now. Oh, yeah. I'd be interested in this. When's this come out? Uh, today. Like later today? I don't know, but I was per- fully prepared for the McAfee wow. appearance yesterday. Tuesday came and went, and there was nothing, and I wondered, hmm, I wonder when we might hear from this cat again. Now we're going we're gonna to hear from him later today, and it might be another two-and-a-half-hour sit-down that you're gonna have to, we're all going to have to sift through to get to the bottom of what the heck is going on inside this guy's mind right about now. I'm looking at this Aubrey Marcus fella who mm-hmm. hosts the podcast. He is uh, tattooed. Yes. He has a smushed nose, which makes me think he's some sort of fighter. Okay. Or was some sort of fighter. But I was looking. Um, this is great. Uh, he has produced to this fella several documentaries, including Awake in the Darkness. There you go. Dragon of the Jungle. One simply called Ayahuasca. Right. And Huachuma. So it seems that this guy <laughs> could very well be advising Rogers. Yeah. Right? That's where he's getting. I, mean, I don't know where they first met or crossed paths, but in looking, sifting back through last year's two and a half hour ordeal, yeah. he was talking about, you know, at your lowest moment, you look around and you have to figure out who could love you. And, yeah. I, and you came to mind, he says to the guy, as well as your lovely wife. So clearly they have some sort of relationship where they've known each love other. It. So they did the ayahuasca thing, and now you've got the darkness thing, which I'd imagine he got from this guy. Yep, the darkness documentary this guy did. So they'll recap that for you uh, coming out later today. All right, so I'm looking forward to this. I'd imagine that's been recorded already, and it'll be dropping at some point today. No, they say it's good. Drop it like it's hot, CeeLo. Here's the problem. We might get two and a half hours on, you know, darkness and self-love and reflection and all that and still have no idea what he plans to do as far as yeah. Playing future goes. Yeah, I don't get the feeling that this guy's even going to ask where he's going. Cause right. Have you he doesn't got care. clarity? He doesn't have care you, about that. Did you have more fake hands touching your body? <laughs> Were you vomiting up uh, a past lives? Oh, man. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, Pat McAfee's got to be like, what? Yeah. First, I'm getting sued by Brett Favre. Now, 
the main guy for my podcast is going on a different podcast to talk about coming out of the darkness. Or that's why, may, so maybe he does his darkness thing with this Aubrey Marcus, and Matt Packman is like, look, Mac has way over my head. Yeah. I don't want any part of that. When you're ready to talk football and you're playing future, you come back to me, right. and then we'll do that. Right. Yeah. So this guy might even, this guy might have been told, you better not ask about the football future. <laughs> He'll just ask vague things. Did you come to the clarity that you hoped to come to right. when you came out of the darkness? The master of the darkness, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Uh, we also heard yesterday from Packers GM Brian Gutenkunst. Gutekunst. 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 All right. He says that until he speaks with Aaron Rodgers, of whom he has not spoken to since the season ended in... When did the season end? For the Packers? January? Uh, early January. Early January. He has not spoken at length with Aaron Rodgers Just since Just a few then. text messages, he said. I like to go, uh, we think um, Jordan Love's ready. Yeah, well, he's been there... Ten years already. <laughs> he better be. Right. He better be ready yeah. to go. That was the same with the Bucks yesterday. Jason Light asked him about Kyle Trask. Yeah. You know, uh, Jason Light was like, well, we, we took him in the second round for a reason. Yeah. And then Todd Bowles, who's making the round yesterday, is just amazing. Guy who, you know, gives you nothing ever. Did every show imaginable on top of his press conference. Todd Bowles did? Yeah. Did he go on this he Aubrey? Uh, no, no. But Marcus like his NFL Podcast? Network, ESPN, radio shows, this, that, the other thing. So they're like... uh you know, would you be comfortable with Kyle Trask as your as your starter? He goes, well, he's the only quarterback on our roster right now. So right now, very comfortable with <laughs> him taking snaps. He always gets a blunt answer from Bowles. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't try to dress things up at all. All right, so, uh, well, there you go. Not spoken to Aaron Rodgers, and until then, all options are on the table. I saw Jordan Love. a lot of the talking heads, which I guess we are too, kind of, right? I am. The big takeaway from Gutekunst was like, what? People were like surprised. It's all. It, it sounds like they they don't want Rogers. Yeah. Why are on. people surprised by that? Yeah. He hasn't spoken like to them. Like this, the, there's been uncertainty about his status with the team for multiple off seasons now. Like at some point, they've got to be like, enough is enough already with this. And we haven't gotten forget winning a Super Bowl. We haven't been to one. We got Jordan Love on the roster. This guy's, you know, he he doesn't know what he wants to do for months. We got to wait late into the offseason. They've already both sides, Rodgers included, has admitted if he does continue playing, his contract's going to have to be restructured again. So it's like you got all this, this these headaches and these extra things you've got to deal with, and it's like, and I'm, he has every right to do what he wants to do, but it's like one guy essentially holding the franchise hostage, and the off free agency starts in like two weeks. Yeah, and if I'm Jordan Love, I'm a little annoyed by this because. Of uh, the GM saying, until we talk to Aaron Rodgers, everything's on the table regarding our quarter. Yeah, me. It's me. I'm Jordan Love. I've been here forever. <laughs> you picked me. You drafted me. Get me in the game. And Aaron Rodgers was mm. once that guy, of course, right. when the Packers did the same tap dance with Brett Favre. It's so funny how everyone becomes the guy they don't. Everybody becomes Imus. Howard's turning into Imus. Opie turned into Imus. Everyone turns into Imus. It's the circle the, of life, Al. It's the circle of life. Same is happening here. Mm. Everyone becomes the guy that they were annoyed at uh, when they got in the league. Yeah. Now, Ju- then Jordan Love's going to do this to somebody in a few years. Be like, I might be retiring. I may not. <laughs> I got to go eat some awawaska, whatever the hell win. it is. See him win a few, few football games. Yeah, win a few football. By the way, Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl. Yeah, but he, I said a few football games. I didn't say right. a few Super Bowls. What have you, as Janet Jackson would say, what have you done for me lately? Yep. That's why I'm, the idea that people are surprised and stunned that Gutekunst seemed to be maybe not enamored with the yeah. idea of Rogers sticking around. I, I, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, it's kind me of what neither. I figured at this point. 
he is what we thought he was. That's right. We let him off the hook. We let him off the hook. You want to crown him? Crown, crown our him. ass. That was the best. I don't know which is the best one. It's up, that one. It's up there. It's up there. Uh, we play to win the games. Herman, Herman Edwards. Edwards. Yep. Jim Moore. Playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Those are the three. But of those, the Denny Green one to me. Are we is... talking just head coaches? Yeah, just like the head coaches. And just NFL? Yeah. Okay. Because I, of course, a few that come to mind: uh, Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State. That's I'm a great I'm a one. man. I'm forty. That's a great. Alan that Iverson, might be my practice. Favorite. We're talking about yeah. practice. That was a good one. Yeah, there's a there's some mm. there's some good ones. That's like uh, we've named a good five good ones right there, right, right off the top of our even, heads. Yeah, no hesitation. Call I'm sure they're your others. favorites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, Crowd them. All right. So, uh, also in football news, CeeLo, locally, the Giants are going to plan to release Kenny Galladay. Yes. Betty didn't new see new that coming. Year. Yeah, right. Yeah. March 15th, new league year, maximize the savings. Yeah. I mean, there was no scenario in which he was going to be on the team. He had one touchdown in two seasons, and it came in that Fugazi week 18 game against the Eagles when they rested all their starters. So they're going to save some cash with this Kenny Gallagher? I mean, there's still dead money, but the sun, yeah, he's worthless. I'm sorry. I mean, he might be. I don't know. I read some of the giant people yesterday beat right. Well, you know. It was never about effort or attitude. He just the injuries and his body. I mean, that's fine, but I mean, it's complete zero. Yeah, there's no reason to pay him anything. No, Time get him go. off. Get him. Get him out. Out of here. Yeah, he's out of here. Didn't work out. That huh. was a swing and a miss by Dave Gettleman. All right, uh, on his way out. The they door. can't all. Oh, on the way out the door. Right. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, here, here's something as I head out the door. Here's Kenny Galladay. Good luck. And if you remember. Which I'm sure you don't. I don't remember that anything. off season. Like that was a whole tap dance back and forth with those two sides. He came, he visited. They weren't sh- like he was coming off productive years in Detroit. He was a good receiver for the Lions, and the Giants needed a playmaker. And they sort of, you know, they wined and dined him, and then there was a delay and hesitation, and so on and so forth. And they finally pulled the trigger. And looking back on it, hindsight 2020, maybe there was a reason why that all played out the way it did. Yeah, but you can't. It's like sometimes when like the moves that the Knicks do and things like they look like good moves and then they don't turn out. Then we're like, this guy sucks. I mean, every organization for the most part has examples of it, but for the Giants, it was unfortunate just because of the situation they were in when the regimes changed and then being tight against the cap. Where Joe Shane comes in last year and they had to let go some guys that were still good players. James Bradbury being at the top of that list because of contracts like the one. Gettleman gave to Kenny Galladay. Let's take a quick break here. I'm looking at my show sheet. I've got a pooping dog. Some items. I've got a Derek Jeter situation. I've got a pitcher's injury. I've got a story about an alien invasion. I've got not just robot umps, but no umps. Um, and I've got uh, an update to Tom Brady, stand-up comedian. Al, as I take a look at yeah. your show sheet here... You have a Rangers item on your list. I do. I'll get to that. But as not well. the most important one. Patrick Kane. Yeah. Whatever. What? What? Whatever. I'm more interested in guys spitting in other guys' faces. Oh, we can get into that. That's fine. But That's I mean, better. there were like ten NHL trades made yesterday, yeah, and no this one. was the most important one. Well, no one cares. I mean, yeah. Sal did basically his whole show on it. He did. Pretty much. Yeah, it was a Rangers show. He did five out. How long was he on for? I three maybe, hours. Maybe, I don't know. But I no know chance. He did most of the show on it. It was a Rangers night. It's a future Hall of Famer. The Rangers just acquired one of the best American hockey players in history. Eh. Right. So probably at the tail end of his career. Sure. Yes. It'd be like getting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Patrick Kane came out of the darkness. Not not that smoked ayahuasca. Bad a com- 
comparison other yeah. than Patrick Kane's actually had more success than Aaron Rodgers. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I'll take your word for it. It's hockey. Not a lot of people yeah, see I know. it. Yeah, we got it. All right, and then uh, at the top of the hour with Boomer out today, it'll be Gio and Jerry. Yeah, so my Boomer, my Ranger guy, can't yeah, even talk yeah, on yeah, Great. Okay, take it away. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Humongous jugs. Welcome back to the warm-up program where we have humongous jugs of water. Uh, Jerry's hosting this morning with uh, Gio, so uh, CeeLo joins me. We've been uh, kicking around some of the hot topics. Oh, yeah. In the sports. Hot, the hot items. All the hot items. By the way, Dave Grohl, you hear here from Foo Fighters, he fed uh, 450 homeless people. He uh, barbecued. For uh, 16 hours. Him himself. He cooked for he, 16 hours? He cooked for 16 hours. Just on his own? Well, he had people with him, but okay. he was in, he was in the mix. I saw a bunch of pictures. He seems like a quality human. Absolutely. Really does. Yep. Did you know he was the drummer of Nirvana? I'm familiar, well, yes. That's pretty cool. Yes. I was in two great rock and roll bands. It's quite a that's career impossible. put together, yeah. And going from drummer to I was going to say, different, front? different instruments. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really cool of him. He did, he got a he rented these giant smokers and he smoked all this meat that took sixteen hours. Brought uh, all these homeless folks in. You a good uh, meat smoker, Al? Um, I don't smoke meat, but I'm not opposed to it. Got it. Now where? <laughs> I just don't know how to do it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Ching, right in Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's marking that as we speak. <laughs> nice and clean too. Yeah. Um. Where where did this go down? Where did he do I think this? California. California. Okay. California. Very good. Uh, Tom Brady, yesterday uh, we brought you an exclusive news story from Radar Online, which we were trying to figure out, are they real or are they fake news? Yeah. But there was a story going around that Tom Brady wanted to uh, take a year off so he could pursue his stand-up comedy career. Yeah, I wasn't quite understanding or following any of yeah. that. but Turns out there is some inkling of truth to it in that he is in talks with Netflix to be the subject of a Netflix comedy roast. I think I had heard that, and that makes a little bit more sense, where people are going to be poking fun at him rather than yeah. him doing the, the poking fun act. But, but then the roast mat, the, the, the roastee also gets up there and takes some shots at people. All right, but, the, that's, but it's a little different. That's sort of like, you know, almost ceremonial at that point. People aren't showing up or watching to see Tom Brady tell jokes. Right. They're, they're watching to see him be mocked. Right. And then he gets a, sh- a chance to, you know, take some 
take some shots on the back end, right? Which I'm sure someone else will write for him because he's yeah. not a funny guy. Um, I don't know that he's not a funny guy, but in that space, in that medium, I yeah, I, I would think that he would be very much on the amateur side. Now, normally on these roasts, everything's on the table. So we can make fun of his fake hair that he has. Right. We can make fun fake of his... Fake hair? You yeah. mean like you're talking about the color or... The, the fact that he was bald. Was he? he? Ugh. When you, was he bald? I'll just give you send you a photo. I'll show you photos during the break. Early, I don't remember yeah, that. He was very thin up top. He was like how me and Jerry are, where the if we grew our hair in, huh. okay, very thin. All of a sudden, it's thick and luscious. So all right, but it does. I would say we mock his hair. Fine, but it, do, it doesn't. It doesn't look fake though. It doesn't. No, had you not known it was, yeah. it's like Bruce Springsteen. He's seventy three years old. He's out there rocking. He's got nice hair. Yeah, in nineteen ninety five. A long time ago. Uh-huh. He was going bald. Springsteen. Yeah. Now, it looks terrific. Sure. Now. That's what money will buy you. Right. Because back in the day, Elton John had a terrible fake head of hair. Yeah. And that guy had more money than anybody. Right. So he should have had that hair. Right. Well, maybe the technology it has. wasn't there. It's improved. Yes. So is that on the table? Can I mock his um, his hair? Can I mock Giselle? Yeah. Can I make fun of his children? Well, why would you make fun of his children? Uh, everything's on the table. What, at what, these what, what would you even say? What a, what what joke is there to be made at their expense? Well, the I hair thing I get. The Giselle thing I get. I would say the hair. I'm sure is on is 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 all fair. The Giselle the Giselle thing might yeah. be a little a little uncomfortable at this stage. I'm just saying. Listen. You got to go for the jugular. Instead of making fun of the kids, yeah. would you could mock if you remember not in the man in the arena but that Facebook thing he did. Yeah, where, where he's he was, making like, out kiss. with his yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. That's more directed at him yeah. than the kids though. There'll be a lot of shots at that picture of him at the combine where he's looking like oh, when he was a, a, when he was a rookie, just a mess. Correct. Yeah, that'll be I think made. he embraces that. Yeah. Right, look how now far he looks I've great. come. Yeah. Exactly. I would watch that. I love the. Uh, sometimes I go on YouTube and watch those Comedy Central roasts. Mm-hmm. Ooh, some of those comedians are vicious. You. Yeah, Nikki now, Glazer. Speaking of, it's a little different, but in the sort of the same arena to use that word again. I saw that. I guess Netflix is doing getting something off the ground with these like live streams, and one of the test things is going to be that Chris Rock is going to address the Will Smith slap. Well, he's doing a. Yeah, he's doing a live concert. It's a live concert. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he did. So the streaming means the live aspect rather than the recorded. Okay. Right. So and instead of doing a, a Netflix special, yeah, he's yeah. doing that, but he's doing it's it live, live. and Do then it, live. it will then it I'll will live it. on Netflix. Do it live. Got and it. I guess people have said that he is going to address the Will Smith. Doesn't that feel like longer than a yeah. year? I wouldn't even do it if I was. I'd be like, I'm not talking about that punk. <laughs> That jerk. So I ended up watching that clip again this morning after I saw of the slap. Yeah, just the whole thing. It's wild. So weird. <laughs> it's very weird because of not to go down the rabbit hole, but I mean, Will Smith laughs at the joke. Yeah, and clearly Jada was not pleased. And then they cut back to Chris Rock, and then all of a sudden, here comes Will Smith. He's up. It was I like get he up went there. from it was like Jekyll and Hyde. He went from zero to hundred in like the snap of a finger. So yeah. I'm assuming he looked at his wife, saw her reaction, was like, oh, "I better get pissed off and go do something right. about it." He saw his wife's reaction and said, hmm, "If I don't go up there and smack yeah, Chris I'm Rock, done. I'm going to be yelled at all night long." Mm. So let me get up there, <laughs> smack him around. <laughs> yeah, I'll be looking forward. To that. I love Chris Rock's stand-up comedy. Oh yeah, man, there was nothing better than those stand-up specials he did. And he takes aim at people oh. without worry. Bring the noise. 
was bigger and blacker. Oh, I, I don't know all the title names. Something with leather. You and I recently talked about staying with the comedian theme, Sebastian Maniscalco, and yes. how you didn't necessarily love the new stuff, the stand-up stuff, yeah. right? Will you be into this uh, movie he's doing with yes. De Niro? It I looks, saw that clip. I'm looks, very interested. Yeah, uh, me as well. <laughs> very Absolutely. interested. Yeah. He. What's the what's the story behind it? It's, it's Shockingly, I, he plays an Italian, you're telling no, me? No, it's loosely oh. based on his life. Oh, it is? Yes. Yes. The, the father-son dynamic. Like, oh, okay. I guess his love interest in the in the movie it's not it's like a different name than his now wife so it's I think it's more about the father son and coming to meet the the family and the prospective in laws and how you know his person De Niro his dad's personality essentially clashes with his soon to be in laws which is again a lot of that is if you've if you, and I know you have listened to a lot of his stand up his wife's family much his, her upbringing much different than his was so that's sort of the theme. Of the film. Yeah, I did see uh, a trailer online. I was like, let me see this. I went into it negatively. Right, I thinking like, uh, this is going to be corny. Like, yeah, yeah no. no good. Yeah. Very interested. Same. Glad we agree on that. All right. Sports Illustrated, who I wasn't even sure was still around. Evidently it is. <laughs> reports that the Jets are exploring everything in regards to their quarterback situation, including running back Geno Smith. Can you imagine? And Daniel Jones. Oh, my God. First that of all, just to be clear, it's Albert Breer, and he does the MMQB, which is through SI. Okay. So that's when you say, I didn't know SI existed. Like, it's because it, it was Peter King, He had, and then he kind of passed it off. So this oh, is where did. Albert Breer is at now. What does Peter, Peter King doesn't do? He's strictly NBC now. Like, he still uh, writes his column. Peter King? But well, Peter it's, King? It's, it's, uh, it's not under that umbrella anymore. He doesn't do Monday morning quarterback? He does a Monday column, but it has a different title now, I think. He probably sold it. Right? He, he very well may have. I'm not exactly sure. All the, the four people start tweeting at me yeah. about you know for getting any part of it wrong. All I know is this is that report, old report or new report. That's an Albert Breer thing. Okay, which you know, and he's a reputable NFL reporter. That's a name. I, I throw that name out to you, and that probably I've makes you him. think like, okay, that I feel a little bit more solid about this now rather than just yeah. Sports Illustrated. Oh, mm, actual mm. story. There you go. Someone I've heard of, Albert Breer. That's right. Uh, so listen. The Daniel Jones thing, that is not happening. Well, Joe Shane basically told you yesterday, you know, he's going to be our quarterback one way or the other. It's just a matter of franchise tag or long-term deal. The Geno Smith thing, that I'd be interested in. But it also looks like Seattle's keeping uh, Geno Smith. My insiders are saying. Well, that's the other thing. This time of year, all that you have to... And I fall into the trap sometimes as well, where I'll see something like, oh, and then I have to think, okay... Why is this being put out there? Who's putting it out there? Who does it benefit? Who's looking for leverage? And in this case, you see it on both sides. So now all of a sudden, here's Gino connected to the Jets maybe again. On the same day, Pete Carroll, another guy who took every interview request asked for yesterday, is giving you the, oh, well, you know, we're, we'd love to have Gino back and we're knee-deep in the negotiations right now. But, hey, you know what? We also, we're high enough in the draft where maybe we'll take a quarterback. Maybe we'll do both. So, like, nobody wants to publicly give an inch. And I would imagine that's sort of, like, I would think it makes the most sense and it's in Geno's best interest to go back to the Seahawks. And as far as they go, yeah, drafting a guy would be great, but you'd love to run it back with the veteran who showed that he can play well and win in your system. Yeah, I kind of have a feeling like um, we're going to get, like, Geno Smith is staying in Seattle. Yeah. Daniel Jones is staying with the Giants. Yes. Aaron Rodgers I think is staying in Aaron Rodgers' I'm less land. I'm convinced about that, but all right. The only one who's going to move is Derek Carr. Well, he has to, right? Right. They, the Raiders already <laughs> said thanks, but no thanks. We'll see you later. Yeah. And I so. feel like he's going to the Saints. 
So we got nothing. So he's meeting again this week. At He's in Indy. He's meeting with the Jets, the Saints, and he is finally meeting with the Panthers now. So Joe Douglas yesterday, you know, we had an outstanding visit. He's a great guy. You know, the resume, this, that, and the other thing, but wouldn't even say whether or not they've made a contract offer to him. He's a good guy. Hey. Yeah. He's a good human being. He's got a great personality, Al. Oh, yeah. he's Which is always what you want to hear. Yes, for a quarterback. I love it. <laughs> I like how he's like, he's like I was a total douche, but he could sling it. This guy can get it down the field. Aaron, we like that. Aaron Rodgers. I do love this idea. The Eagles have proposed uh, to the NFL to allow players to wear the number zero yeah. and double zero. Yeah, I know. I love saw it. this everywhere yesterday. I was just kind of like, okay. The only guy I ever remember wearing double zero, Kenny Burrows, who was a wide receiver for the Houston Oilers. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. Okay. Well, there's Kenny Burrows. You think people would jump... If they allowed this, would they, would every team immediately have a zero or double every zero? Every team, every no. team. But I'm sure a lot of guys would. Just like we saw the change recently to guys being allowed to go back to the single digits. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, that I get all confused on the field. I understand, but I that was a big deal on. for some of these guys. College numbers, yeah. or you know, certain numbers not being isolated to certain positional groups. So yeah, I'm like, sure guys would embrace the zero or the double zero. Growing up a Cowboys fan, Danny White was number 11 to me. Then all of a sudden, the wide receiver, uh, Cole Beasley's wearing 11. Yeah, and now some dude Jones on the, was 11. And now some dude on the defense is 11. Right. Or seven. Micah Parsons or... Micah, Micah Parsons. Or uh, who's the I other fellow seven, they got? The Cowboys? Yeah, the other good defensive dude. Jerry's screaming at me in the newsroom, probably. Who wears a single digit? No, he wears number 11, actually. <laughs> Let's pause for this station identification. Probably probably signing. On the warm-up show radio network. But but again, we're talking about the number side of it, though. Yeah. So what... You're talking about numbers, CeeLo. You're not, though. You're not. You're sitting here and you're talking about numbers. But I'm saying... They have a lot of good defensive Mm -hmm. players. Mm -hmm. Michael Parsons Parsons is 11. 11. Right. I know sports, CeeLo. Now you You want to know who the other good defensive player on their team is? Is that what you're saying? Like Demarcus Lawrence? He wears 90. No, the dude who wears number 7. Mm-hmm. Diggs, Diggs, Stephon Diggs. Oh Thank you. no, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Okay, Trayvon Stephon. My bad. You're talking linebackers. Now we're now yeah. we're switching to, this, to the secondary. Now but you sit- did you did say defense? So that's, that's on me. Talking to linebackers, and it's Trayvon Diggs, who is the brother of Stephon Diggs. I love to play roulette when I go to Atlantic City. That zero and double zero that'll screw you <laughs> when you try to play red or black, uh-huh. and then that rolls up. You're like, ah. So Damn you're the it. you're the roulette guy. I you're do like the, roulette. Just kind of leave it up to chance. Yeah, have no impact. I mean, no, you, pick your, <laughs> no well, you, could pick, you could pick your numbers. Yeah. obviously. Yeah, I love roulette. Okay, and I love going to the one that's not fully computerized, so they can make up whatever number they yeah. want. Yeah, but it's a real wheel in the middle, and I'm on the computer screen. Okay, picking the number, so, so I don't have to interact situation. with anybody. Yeah, hybrid situation. Yeah, I like that. That's well, my you favorite. just said though about the computers is what these. I'm sorry, like, I, I get it. It's easy to do, and people love it. And, and when you look at the numbers that come in, even with sports gambling, the slots are still what brings yes. it. What I, I saw something recently that the penny slots brought in more revenue than, like, a dollar slot. Is that which right? blew my mind, but Because people go... Right, because they, yeah, it's only a penny. But, like, you're going to sit down at these video slots and believe that it's not rigged against you. Like, I get somebody's going to get paid out and has to win, or else no one would ever show up, but I just... I don't know. It's a yeah. gambling problem. Me. Yeah. You got a gambling problem. You're going to sit there and just, you know, press buttons and hope gambling that the, problem. the right stuff pops up. Yeah. Can't That's why it. you got to go roulette. Or other things. Roulette. All right, let's take a break, CeeLo. When we come back, uh, uh, well, at 6 o'clock, I understand Gio and Jerry will be oh, in here. They're going to do a show okay. at 6. Uh, coming up this next segment, I've got a pooping dog, which is I really need to get to. <laughs> 
I've got Fugazi Derek Jeter. I've got an alien invasion. Oh, great. I mean, there's a lot here still to do. So let's uh, take this break and get this out of the way and come right back. Welcome back to the warm-up program. Uh, uh, Jerry is hosting with uh, Gio this morning, so I've got CeeLo with me. This is a Blink-182. I was going to ask. It could be any number of punk rock bands. A lot of them sound the same. And this is called Aliens Exist. Is this this is not the new one? Though? No, no, no. Okay. This is off their classic album. Oh, see, I only know, sir, I only know my knowledge of Blink-182's discography is limited. I only know. Oh, I would thought you have been locked in on Blink One Eighty Two. Uh, again, some of the hits, but like I don't. I never. Let's put it. I didn't celebrate their whole catalog. How's that? Well, this was on the album that was uh, their most popular. Yeah, album. this that was song. on. This was on the uh, album Anima of the State," which, which had. I do remember that album name. It which, had um, "What's My Age Again." Yeah, see that one. Adam Song, all the small things. Oh, yeah. What's my what, what, the the three you just mentioned are yeah. all ones I would know before the one you played. And the, well, this one Alien I played Age. because I'm. Yeah, a, no, I understand. This is a segue. It's a setup. I'm segueing into Joey Votto. I'll let you do that. Who I love. I love Joey Votto. I wish he played for the Mets. Okay. But uh, he was, uh, you know, they they went around Major League Baseball asking for predictions for the season. Who's they? Uh, the baseball people. Okay. I think MLB, like they're they're the the digital world of MLB. So this was like an MLB.com thing. Yeah. Okay. Like for their Twitter and social yeah, media yeah, things yeah, yeah. and. They wanted predictions on the season, and he had two very outlandish predictions. One with that was that the Reds was gonna were gonna win the World Series, oh, which no, is that's not happening. Very weird. He also said there would be an alien invasion <laughs> on April fifteenth. He tax gave a day? date. Isn't that tax day? And I don't know. I don't know if it's tax day. I'm not one of these is. guys that does my taxes last minute. I get in well, the then mix you should early. Know. Oh, you're oh you okay? Yeah, I don't, not. I'm not a last minute guy. I see. I like to be prepared. Well, you have all that time on your hands. So. Well, that's true. But, uh, yeah, uh, he thinks... April 18th this year. That's he, a bummer. But the traditional is April 15th. Right? That's what I thought. Okay. They're giving you a three-day extension this year. Mm. Suddenly, Boomer believes in aliens. <laughs> yeah, so don't pay your taxes. The aliens are coming down. Uh, now, to Joey Votto. Is there audio of this? Like, did they have him on camera saying this, or is it just a written story? Uh, I saw a written story, and then I saw a picture of him eating uh, sunflower seeds. Oh, so I don't right. know if they had this on video. He could have starred on uh, World of the Psychic with Bill Murray uh, at the beginning of Ghostbusters 2. What is Peter Vankman. A Ghostbusters 2 reference. What is yes. that about? That, <laughs> that was when, uh, at the beginning, he was hosting a TV show. We had people on who claimed to be psychics. Yes. In this particular episode, they're talking about the end of the world. And the one woman was talking about how some alien visitor in like a hotel room in the Holiday Inn in Paramus or something like that. Or maybe it was the Ramada. I don't know. But it was very specific. And then he goes to the other guy and he predicts that the world's going to end on February 14th. Uh-oh. And he goes, oh, Valentine's Day. Bummer. So just the, <laughs> the beginning of this of the sequel yeah. came to mind when he said he's predicting an alien invasion on April 15th. That very would, specific. That would be some wild stuff if yeah. that came true. Weird, Space. Oh, that is weird. Weird, wild stuff. By the way, there was um, no uh, umpire. I was hoping you saw this. At the end, first of all. Not umpire, umpires, umpires. plural, gone. So this was Orioles Pirate, which which I still think of uh, the 1979 World Series when I see uh, Orioles Pirates. They got to play every year. I don't know if they play every year with this uh, Well, everybody, I think, now. They play everybody now? Well, this new, this balanced scheduling. I, I want uh, the, maybe well, not everybody. But. Well, when the Pirates play the Orioles this year, I need the Pirates in those 
hats that Kent Colby and yes, Willie Stargell and Dave Parker used to wear. Those were awesome. Omar Marino. Let's see how many pirates I can name. It's amazing there. your recall for things that are, <laughs> you know, 40 years old now. But current stuff, no, nope, can't do it. Yeah, current stuff, can't help you <laughs> oh, there. Oh, yeah, Stefan Diggs on the Cowboys. <laughs> so I guess the uh, the game was over. It's a spring training game. The, the game ended, but uh, the Orioles were still interested in getting more pitching work for Ofridi Gomez. Yeah, they wanted to play the bottom of the ninth. They wanted to play the bottom of the ninth. No, the, the game, game was over. Decided. Correct. And the refs said, no, the refs. The, the ref. umpires are like, so. <laughs> That is not in our contract. That is not in our labor union. We out. And the best part is because it's one of these spring training parks, I guess the entryway was like down the right field line. So the TV has them just the four of them walking off down the right field line through foul territory as the rest of the guys are going through their warmups. And I mean, that shows gone. you don't even love your job. Stick through right. it. Play the Another bottom half of the inning. Basically, I'm spending my entire winter down here in Florida, umping spring training yeah. games, probably chilling at the hotel, going to nice dinners. Right. I can't be bothered nah. to work the bottom. Nah. No, nah. nah, it's because it gets you. I wonder rules. if they had the pitch clock for that half inning. No, they know. did not. They showed the scoreboard. They shut it off. That shut guy it went down. Home. The pitch clock guy went home. Yeah. Well, without the ums, who would? How would you? How would you enforce? We couldn't that? enforce it. Well, by the way, uh, Orioles, Pirates, Camden Yards. Friday, May 12th through Sunday, May 14th. I may go to that. There you go. That's I may go to that. That's I'm realistic. Gonna, little trip down to Camden. You ever gonna, been? Uh, no. It's oh, a one, oh, I have not been to that ballpark. You actually would enjoy that. Yeah. On a weekend? Oh, and if I go with little, a pirate gear? Yeah, you leave on Friday. Little Inner Harbor. Yes. yes. The Inner Harbor. Are you a seafood guy? I love seafood. Uh, then, I mean, if there was ever an easy trip for you to do... That would be one. You're talking about going to North Carolina for Springsteen. Right. Go to Baltimore for Orioles Pirates. Well, the problem, like, I went to Baltimore for a Bucks ravens game early 2000s, very okay. early 2000s. The problem with Baltimore is they lead the nation in syphilis and various VDs. I mean, Honestly, which means it's disgusting. I mean, down first there. of all, you're just re-referencing something that's now 20 years old. <laughs> Do those statistics still apply? And are you they, planning on a one-night stand? Right, yeah, no, but you get syphilis from anything. If someone call on you down, you get syphilis. Man. Crime is out of control not in Baltimore. Not at Camden Yards. No, not in the ballpark. No, no but, but the, you got to no, get there. No, no, no. Make the a long turn. No. The area surrounding the ballpark is, is wonderful. Outstanding. I'm going to get mugged and syphilis no, at the same time. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I come back ill. Did get Al the catch syphilis first, then you can give it to the mugger. Did Al catch COVID while in Baltimore? No, he caught syphilis <laughs> and mugged. I don't need that. That was, by the way, a uh, Jim Rome story that had to be 1998. He did this whole thing about syphilis. That's where you got this from? <laughs> this oh, is still in my on, head. Dude. Yep. Syphilis. I never forgot it. Do a little research, would you? Never forgot it. Good Lord. Anyway, what was great about this Orioles-Pirates game is uh, when the umps left, the catcher called balls and strikes. Yes. <laughs> what if we moved, What if we did that this season? Yeah, who needs Major the League robot Baseball? umps? Just have yeah. the catchers call the game. Sure. Just have the catchers call the game. What could go wrong? That looked like a strike. I'll be honest with you. Uh, that was a bit outside. So you had to be on the honor system there. Like when we would play uh, wiffle ball in the streets, you had to be on the honor system of whether that was yeah. a strike or not. The first clip I saw yesterday before this thing spread like wildfire and went viral, someone tweeted like uh, the catcher, you know, he basically rewarded himself for his framing. And they had just a short clip of a pitch that appeared to be outside. And he framed it back in and then huh. <laughs> <laughs> So he was actually doing He the, was. Like, he put Hoo. his arm out to signal strike. Yeah. Perfect. And the guy on the TV broadcast, I think on the pirate side, was making the like, ball or huh, for strike. He was doing, he was calling 
as the umpire on the TV broadcast. So it was nice that the TV broadcast stuck around. They did. They had quite a field day with it, as it turned out. They had a good time for the. Did you also see yesterday there was a clip making the rounds to show how the pitch, the pitch, uh, God, what is wrong with pitch me? clock? Pitch clock, thank you, is working. It's an extreme example. Yeah. But they showed, I think it was uh, Cubs-Dodgers postseason. You saw this. I did see this. I forget who the pitcher was. And basically they showed a complete half inning of a spring training game for the last couple of days juxtaposed next to one sequence in this postseason game. They com- So the pitcher got three outs in the time it took this guy on the Dodgers to throw one pitch. Now, I, d- I get it. Spring training versus, you know, high leverage October situation, but – like he was stepping off twice. He looked like he was going to go pick off the second. You know, he's he's screwing around on the mound, trying to you know think about what he wants to do. He's fixing his hat. He's messing with his glove. I feel like it was Javi Baez. Is that possible? No, Javi Baez is not a pitcher. Maybe maybe Pedro Baez. I'm scrolling Pedro? back on uh, Jason yeah. Whitlock on Twitter. He uh, posted this, and I did watch this yesterday. This guy tweets a lot though. During I think the day. Pedro Baez. From the my Dodgers. goodness. My goodness. Oh, my. You like Jason Whitlock? Um, Controversial type of guy? Yeah, it doesn't do much for me, personally. Really? I, I mean, like I'm aware him. of him. I know he has I like, some hot takes. I love I love a guy who's got a hot take that's against <laughs> the rest of this, the rest of the media. Uh, so I like him. But this, so this, this was a cool video, for I sure. I am scrolling. Yeah. What are you, what are you trying to find? I'm, I wanted to see who who was against. Mm-hmm. But you said you said it I'm was. I'm pretty uh, sure Pedro Baez. I, I can't. I can't. We got. That's right. We got to get to the sports minute anyway, Jason especially Whitlock. since it's sponsored. It's brought to you by Jackpocket. Play oh. official state lottery games on your phone. I'm not even going to ask you because you just have absolutely zero shot. You don't know that. Okay, take a step. Is it Amy Lawrence? It is Amy Lawrence. Amy Lawrence on Live Golf's terrible ratings. <laughs> It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Welcome back. We have a few more moments before uh, Gio and Jerry come up. CeeLo dressed very nicely today. A Gio dressed very nicely today. I thought I would outdo everyone. He looks better than I do. Gio's dressed like it reminded me of uh, when Aaron Boone is in the offseason. He wears like a sweater with the collared shirt underneath. I've got more stepbrothers, uh, Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley. That's what I'm thinking of right now, the portrait. You need your mic on, though. And Jerry and I are in uh, hoodies. Slobs. Slobs. Well, that's normally what I would be wearing. Slobs. Tomorrow morning, I'm sure I'll be back to wearing the the hoodie. By the way, Derek Jeter is only going to show up for a... I thought Derek Jeter was doing this uh, Fox baseball, was going to be there all season long. All season? Eh. He's not... All season, he's going to be there for the London... One London series, Mm -hmm. and then then the All-Star game, and I'll see you in October. Selective scheduling. When you're the captain... Even he knows no one watches regular season baseball. (laughs) We need no more regular season NBA, no more regular season baseball. Really? Hockey, who Just knows? get rid of it all. Great. So this period between the Super Bowl and March Madness, where we all want to pull our hair out. Stretch. Great. It'll just be like most of the year then. Just cut the games down. Make them count. Everyone yeah. plays. Round robin. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.